Nothing robs you of the joy of being a mom more than fear. It begins even before you conceive. Join me this week as I talk about mom fear. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. Mom fear begins before you even conceive the baby because you're afraid if you're going to conceive or not. Then once you do conceive, you're afraid you're going to lose the baby. And then once you get ready to have the baby, fear jumps in and says, is it going to go okay? What about the birthing process? And then once the baby is born, not only do you still battle the fear of something threatening the life of your new child, fear begins to compound itself. You fear you will never be a good enough mom. You fear you will mess them up for life. You're afraid of what the future holds for them. And one of the biggest fears as they become more independent of you is your fear of what the world might do to them. It's crazy how much fear rules our world as a mom. I feel like it's a daily battle for me sometimes. It only gets worse as they grow up, leave our homes, and are out on their own. Fear robs us of so much as a mom, but it also robs our kids when we are chained to it. In fact, I believe it's one of the biggest ways the enemy dupes us into standing in the way of all God has created our children to be. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Proverbs 31, 25, and here's what it says. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. I long to be that woman. I want to be a woman who is so completely trusting of God that she can laugh at the future. She trusts her God so completely that she knows whatever comes down the pike, God is in control. He loves her. He loves her children. And she knows he is working all things for their good. Do you want to be that kind of mom? The mom fears we'll be talking about this week grip us. They spill over into our children and the cycle of fear grips another generation. Trust me when I say, I struggle with these same things from time to time. I will also say though, the longer I choose to walk in the truth, the further the lies are in the rearview mirror and the freer my children are. So let's get started. One of the greatest fears the enemy throws at you is the fear of losing your children. This is only multiplied if you have miscarried a child, if you've chosen abortion, or if one of your children has died. Here's what the Bible says in Matthew 10, 28. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. No one wants to go through the heartache of loss. The truth is... As long as we live in this fallen world, death is a reality. What you do with that reality is the key. I am a firm believer of disarming the enemy. And the best way I know how to do that is by taking the weapon out of the enemy's hand by speaking truth. In this case, the truth is we are all going to die. 
There is absolutely nothing any of us can do to stop it. The truth also is God is the only one who holds the keys to life and death. By whispering in your ear that your child is going to die, the enemy wants you to think he is the one who holds those keys. And he absolutely does not. Only God does. And he is not the one whispering the lies in your head. It's the voice of the enemy. God knows the day and hour that he will take each one of us home. There's nothing and no one that has the power to change that. Your choice is whether you're going to play in the enemy's camp or not. As long as you allow those fears to rule over you, you are allowing the enemy to hold you captive. This is just one of his tactics of getting you to fear him rather than fearing God. Fear of not being good enough as a mom is always lurking in the background. Am I right? The old Linda Ronstadt song plays over and over in your mind as a mom. I'm no good. I'm no good. I'm no good as a mom. This is a song you need to remove from your playlist. Motherhood is hard at best. It is the hardest thing you will ever do in your life. It's an age-old fear of comparison. Nothing has made this harder than the introduction of social media. The highlight reel of a mom that we have never met can lull us into a pit of motherhood unworthiness with nothing more than a few scrolls of the feed. Let's face it. You can be whoever you want to be online. I'll be the first to tell you that the last thing I want to do is air my dirty laundry on social media, nor do I believe it is the place to do it. But behind the highlight reel is real life. No one escapes the pitfalls of motherhood. No one. We are all weak in this area. Listen to what the Bible says. Each time he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that power, the power of Christ can work through me. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. The good news is God meets you in your weakness by allowing his power to work through you. Instead of fighting your weaknesses, you need to take a lesson from Paul and rejoice in them. When you invite God into those weak places as a mom, that is when you will begin to see his power work through you. You are the perfect mom for your child. There is no one on this earth who can parent them better than you can. Don't let the enemy tell you otherwise through anything or through anyone else. You will make mistakes as a mom. It's inevitable. We all do. We aren't perfect. No one is. And despite what you see on TV and social media, nobody's perfect. Here's the good news. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That's Romans 8, 28. I have made plenty of mistakes as a mom. Just ask any four of my children. I am not the perfect parent by any stretch of the imagination. There are no perfect parents, and your lack of perfection isn't enough to mess your kids up for life. Isn't that good to know? Thankfully, you can trust God who can take all the mistakes you make and turn them around for good in your children's lives. And you know what? He will. Walking around all day trying not to make any mistakes that will mess your kids up is going to exhaust you. 
You don't live in a perfect world and you are powerless to create a perfect world in your home. It doesn't matter how organized you are or how much research you do on all the things. A world of perfection is an illusion. Living in the fear that you're going to make mistakes that will mess your kids up for life is pride on your part. The enemy would love for you to believe that you have that much power. Fearing your child's future is huge. Fortunately, God has that covered. In Joshua 1.9, God promised Joshua this. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Creating an environment where you walk ahead of your children and remove all the obstacles so they can enjoy an easy life is what is called lawnmower parenting. What is driving this new movement is fear of your children's future. You believe if you can remove all those hard things in their life, they will have a bright future filled with cupcakes and balloons. The truth is, if you remove all the obstacles from their life, life will be anything but cupcakes and balloons. They'll have none of the coping skills they need when the hard times come. And they will come. We want to give our kids a better life than we had, but for the sake of me, I can't figure out what was so awful about the life we had. Don't get me wrong. There were some pretty big bumps in the road to overcome. However, those bumps are the very things that have made us who we are today. God has you and your children in front and behind. He walks before them, knowing exactly what to mow down and what to leave in front of them. Plus, as Psalm 23 promises, God's mercy and love follow you and your children all the days of your lives. Follows as in right on your heels. I'm speaking to those who follow Christ. We have become fearful of the world we live in, and nothing has made that worse than the last five months. Yet we are quick to quote this verse, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That's John 3, 16. If the enemy can dupe you into believing the world is a scary place for you and your children, he can completely keep you from the great commission to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. God loved the world so much he gave his life for it. And if you want to be like him, you too must be willing to give your life for the very same world he came to save. Sheltering your children from the world will only prove to give your children absolutely no coping skills when they do go out into the world. You must equip your children to not only go out into the world, but to be influencers in the world they go out into. You want to produce children who love God and love others so that they make a difference for the kingdom everywhere God calls them. Remember Hannah in 1 Samuel? She prayed for a son and committed to give him to the Lord all the days of his life. After Samuel was born and then weaned, Hannah took Samuel to live with Eli at the temple. We forget that the temple was an awful place for a child to be raised. He was exposed to so many sinful things right on the temple steps, yet this is the place Hannah trusted him to God. Like Hannah, 
you have nothing to fear in the world. He who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. That's what 1 John 4, 4 says. What you should fear is your child's life void of God living in them. Our enemy is a liar. There is no truth in him whatsoever. Here's what John 8, 44 tells us about the enemy. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. The only power that the enemy has over us is how much we give him. Let's be those moms who determine to believe only truth and to walk without fear of the future. I'm excited to walk this journey with you this week. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for your truth. Thank you that we can overcome fear, that we don't have to bow down to it, that we can walk free and that our kids can walk free and generations beyond them can walk free. Grant us courage, Lord Jesus, to put the stake in the ground and follow you and trust you and trust our children into your hands. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.